Well, good morning, and I want to say good morning to those who may be listening in our parking lot. Good morning to those who are watching on Facebook, on our Facebook page. Um, I guess I'll just go ahead and say I apologize for emotion that may spill over today. Um, I didn't expect this, but um, it will be an emotional service for many reasons today. But um, it's no place I'd rather be than to with God's people today, knowing that God is with us, that God is going to get us through whatever it is that we face. Um, we are blessed, and uh, God has watched over us this week, and God has done good things, and God is going to do great things in the coming days. And as most of you know, as Byron mentioned, we are going to deal with this later on in the service, talking about the flood victims' uh, situation there. But as we begin our service, I just want to begin with a passage of Scripture from Psalm 28, verses 6. It says, Blessed be the Lord, because he has heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song I will praise him. So today, I am so thankful we can gather here today that we can worship our great God, and I hope today that you can rejoice as we are going to share our burdens today, share needs, and as a church today, we get a chance to be reminded that God has called us to be his hands and feet, and uh, we have a chance to do that. So I'm going to ask everyone to stand, and if, as you stand, if you would take a minute to welcome your neighbor by waving at him, and just want to encourage you again to uh, keep that safe social distance. Um, we're going to keep our hands clean during this time. But welcome one another to the service and as we begin our worship time.
Everyone, if you would be seated. As we come to this time in our service, you see if you got a bulletin today that we are uh, taking some time to have a time of dedicating our playground. And some of you say, well, that's been a long time. I believe it was the spring, uh, late winter of uh, 2018, we completed the renovation, the update in our playground. And uh, we had furthered some discussion about doing some things. But um, after some events in 2018, we made a decision that we needed to create a gate to enter that new playground. And then on October the 7th of 2018, our deacons unanimously approved a recommendation from our building and grounds that our that a, a memorial gate be made and built to enter the new playground and the playground be um, dedicated in memory of a special person. This special person that this playground is going to be named after and that the memorial gate has been built in honor of um, blessed our lives and this church's life for 39 years. I knew her um, from the time she was born. Many of you probably had her in Sunday school. You served beside her as she served this church. And in August 9th, 2018, the Lord called her home and healed her. And today, we are very excited and honored to be able <laughs> to let you know that we are naming our playground and the memorial gate here in honor of Sarah Lackey Leach. This has been a, a long time coming. It took longer than we planned, and there's a little virus going around that kind of threw a wrench in everything. But um, Sarah was a very special person and meant so much to all of us, impacted all of our lives here to church in one way or the other. And uh, her family's here today. And as a part of this process, one of the things when we discussed as a building grounds committee, how appropriate that may be, um, said, well, let's talk to Steve. Um, and we actually asked his permission and the family's permission that we do this, and we explicitly, explicitly encouraged them, do not give to this. This is not what we want. <laughs> this is something the church wants to do, and this is something not just for the family. This is for our church family and for our community. So as that dedication was approved and things have gone through, um, today we are pleased that we're going to open that gate up. Um, as you leave the service today, we'll show you some pictures in just a moment. Um, you'll get a chance to go see that. But I've asked uh, one of Sarah's very dearest friends to come and share about Sarah briefly to remind us of who she is because I want to encourage you as you go by that gate and as the family goes by that gate, that is not a place to go and mourn. That is a place to go and celebrate because of who Sarah was and the impact that she made. And may it be a regular reminder to this church that we have a generation to always reach. So Sarah, uh, Heather, if you'd come up, please. Just this past Sunday, Preacher Jamie shared a message about God has gifted us with spiritual gifts. Sarah Lackey Leach spent her life faithfully living out her spiritual gift by serving the children of Alexander County. Sarah served here at East Taylorsville as a Sunday school teacher in extended session, Bible school, and devoted her adult career living out her spiritual gift when she obtained her birth to kindergarten degree, despite her ongoing battle with cancer. The majority of Sarah's days when she was well were spent in a classroom teaching children. When she wasn't in the classroom, she was either out shopping for supplies for her classroom, at home planning lessons, cutting out things she had laminated for her classroom, or gathering hands-on materials so she could carry out her lesson plans, or she was serving at church. Even when Sarah and I had girl time, guess what we talked about almost the whole time? School and our students. There was a particular time I remember Sarah was about to be observed by someone from the state. Sarah would get so stressed. I said, tell me about your lesson. She said, it's all about winter. 
she started naming all these tactile items related to winter she was going to have available for the children. In the list of items were ice skates. I said, Sarah Lackey. She wasn't married at the time. Stop stressing. I said, you go above and beyond to bring everything to your students. How many classrooms do you really think have ice skates? Sarah ne never did anything, half did anything for the children she served. Even on her trips home from the hospital after a treatment, she would call or text and say, I'm going to have mom run into this teacher cell and see if they have so-and-so. Do you need anything? She was always thinking about the children. The last time I visited Sarah in Winston while she was staying at the apartment after the transplant, part of our afternoon was spent talking about the social-emotional needs that so many children have these days. She shared with me different strategies she had learned at a workshop that she had attended and one she would use in her classroom. There was rarely, if ever a time, she and I were together that we didn't talk about our kids because that's who Sarah's world revolved around. Even in her final days, when she rarely ate and spent a lot of time sleeping, she was still thinking and talking about her kids. Sarah still lives on as her teaching supplies fill classrooms, including my own and my Sunday school room upstairs. I have students that walk in my classroom and see her picture and say, that was my preschool teacher. Just the other day, I was meeting with Officer Gordon Knight, who reads to my kids at Taylorsville, and in mid-sentence, he stopped and held up a stapler that had Sarah's name on it. She's all over my classroom. Her memories will forever live in my heart, my classroom, the hearts of countless children that she has touched, and our church. I cannot think of a better way to honor her memory than through the dedication of our playground. The playground here is one of the areas most loved by the children at East Taylorsville. Sarah spent hours with her students on playgrounds, taking in the joy of them playing and their laughter that filled the air. We have been blessed with an awesome playground here at East Taylorsville. It's our hope our playground will be filled with the same for years to come. That is what Sarah would want. Thank you, Heather. So as we end this time as of, of our dedication, um, I want to go ahead, and uh, the family has not seen the gate. As most of you know, there's been a tarp over it for most of this year. Um, but uh, if you would, guys, go ahead and show the gate. First picture. And if you would show the, the first plaque. And I'm going to have to turn around to read that. says in loving or Sarah Lackey Leach Memorial Playground in loving memory and celebration of a precious jewel and faithful servant of God who lived to share the love of Christ with the children of our church and community well done good and faithful servant and if you'll show the, the second this is from Psalm 78 verses 4 and 7 and again we hope this is always a reminder to our church that we must pass this on to every generation and it says this we will not hide these truths from our children, we will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and mighty work, wonders. So each generation set, should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commands. So if, if any of the family, was, I know one of you wanted to say a word just real briefly to the church and say thank you. Come on up, Andrew. I'm going to try to do this without... Um, completely falling apart um, on behalf of my mom and dad and Steve and Campbell we want to say thank you we understand what this honor is that you've given to Sarah real brief our hope is that not only can the story or Sarah's story and Sarah's witness and what she went through potentially inspire a good Christian teacher but more importantly may it lead another child to Christ because that's what she wanted. She wanted to teach children not only the A, their A's and B's and one, two, threes, but 
she also wanted to teach them about Christ. So that is our hope and our prayer for what that playground will be for the future. Thank you. So we encourage you, if you want to stop by after the service, please stop by the gate, and uh, I'm going to ask you if you would join me in prayer. Father, we thank you so much. Lord, you bless our lives in so many ways, and Lord, our lives in this church and this community has been blessed through the life of Sarah Lackey Leach. And God, may this, uh, this playground, may even the gate be a reminder that, Lord, life is not just about us. You've given us truth. Our lives have been changed. You've called us to make a difference, as Sarah did. And may it challenge us every single time we see it and we read it. And, Lord, may lives be changed because of it. Lord, I pray that you continue to be honored and glorified. And, Lord, there's so much to pray for. And, Lord, we just thank you that you're with us. You never leave us. We are never alone. And, God, we just pray that you would um, draw people to yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. Tell you that he 
Good evening, I'm Erica Bryant. Because of all the flooding and damage we've seen, two local school districts made emergency changes for tomorrow. Alexander County Schools will have all remote learning. Iredell State School Schools will be on a two hour delay. And it's because of all the damage left behind after today's deluge of rain. All day we saw people getting stuck in floodwaters, crews carrying out dozens of rescues. In Mecklenburg County alone, medic responded to 13 water rescue calls. In Alexander County, the floodwaters turned deadly, leaving a community heartbroken. At least three people died after a campground got washed out. Tonight, a one-year-old and an adult are still missing. Now, many others were fortunate to make it out of that campground safely, but their homes got swept away. Tonight, anchor Genevieve Curtis is live at the church that's helping them through this tough time. Genevieve. Now, Erica, you can only imagine just how devastating this is for people who not only lost their homes today, but they also lost their neighbors who died in those floodwaters. 
and the people who were rescued were brought here to this church. They have since been taken to a hotel by the Red Cross, but the pastor tells me that the people who were brought here today had nothing but the clothes they were wearing. When I say they have nothing, they have nothing to go back to. Absolutely nothing. It's, they've lost everything. Pastor Jamie Steele opened his church to more than a dozen people rescued from the raging floodwaters. The water so powerful, it swept through the Hidenai campground, covering cars, lifting trailers, and swallowing homes. Several families called this campground home, and in just a matter of moments, it was all gone. It's really devastating, you know. You see people have lost literally everything and they have friends and family members that they're looking for right now so it's been very tragic the water began rushing around 5 a.m off camera one woman told me in those terrifying moments she didn't know if she would survive the water lifted up her trailer and it floated along the floodwaters until it got stuck between two trees she says rescue crews pulled her through a window to safety one witness told us she saw people doing whatever they could to survive. There's people floating on top of their campers and stuff like that. Crews rescued 32 people trapped at the campgrounds, but the fast-moving water left three people dead. A baby and an adult are still missing. It's still labor-intensive work. We're going to be here for a while. After an exhausting day, rescue crews arrived at the church Thursday, where they'll spend the night before picking up the search again in the morning. Calls for help are being met in another way, too. Pastor Seal says there's already been an outpouring of support from the Alexander County community to help these families. Most of our community don't even know who these people are, but they love them, want to help them. Pray for the families. Um, for those that are missing, just pray for their families as well. Yeah, and Genevieve, tonight, many other people want to know how they can help, too. What can they do for those families? Erica, the church has started a fundraising page to help those families, and I just checked it a few moments ago. It's already up to $3,400 just alone tonight. We have put a link to that in our news app if folks are interested in helping out. And then as that search continues for that missing baby and the adult, I want to show you what's happened here within the last 10 minutes. Charlotte Fire Department has arrived here at the church. They have just brought in their trucks. They are going to start searching first thing in the morning looking for that missing baby and that missing adult they have their crews out here they're going to be sleeping at the church tonight and then they're going to get going first thing in the morning erica thank you genevieve what a few days here in alexander county um, guys, if you'll show my verse, it's funny that this verse was coming up uh, this Sunday, which I'm not going to talk about it much, but notice the very first. It reminds me of Sarah so much. Let your love be without hypocrisy. Now think about that. You know, in, in Luke's gospel, uh, a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. And he said, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And they started talking. And then Jesus says, you know what the greatest commandment is? And he says, of course, it's to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself and then Jesus said well or the lawyer said well who is my neighbor and then Jesus shared the story if you'll show the verse up here out of Luke he answered him love the Lord your God and then he said love your neighbor who's yourself he said well who's my neighbor and then he shares the story of the good Samaritan you remember the story man is laid out beaten and, and he has no hope he has no help unless somebody intervenes okay so who is my neighbor whoever's laying in the middle of the road okay and we saw that here this week. Um, just to, to kind of tell you, I, I, I shared with our deacons that I was going to share with you what happened. But so many people have called me and asked me. Um, Thursday morning at around 6 o'clock in the morning, uh, the Doug Gillespie, who's over emergency services, he called. And we are a shelter for Red Cross. We're one of them. There are a lot in our county, but we're one of them. And we're, this is a good place to meet. We have parking. We have it's centrally located. And he said, he told me this. And I just woke up. He said, you know, we have, some, we have a flood at the campground. Probably 10 to 20 people are going to come. Can you set up the shelter? And I said, yeah, we can. I had no idea. I thought water went up to the steps and people had to get out. You know, that's what I thought. I didn't know. You hear these stories, but it just don't, it just, just don't uh, hit you. And I got here. There was a lady from DSS here. And she says, what do we do? I says, we're going to set up a shelter, right? 
So it was us, our staff, and DSS. Don't you understand that? What do we do? Show this picture. I think this picture will show you kind of how we started. That's what we did. We didn't know what to do. Look, when I tell you we didn't know what to do, we didn't know what to do. We're going to set up a shelter. So we set up. We didn't know what to expect. We said, how many families? I don't know. I, I, got, I called the, uh, Doug again, and I said, are they coming? He says, yeah, they're on a bus. They're on a bus. All right? They're on a bus. I said, okay. Well, the families are coming. Let's get ready. And then the bus stops right here at the gym. And you see people getting off the bus. Guy had no shirt on. Had shorts, no shoes, mud all over him. And I remember walking in with him. I said, sir, do you have any, any clothes? And he goes, I don't have nothing. Now listen. He says, I don't have nothing. He said, you got a cane? I can't hardly walk. He had things for a heart monitor. Other people got off the bus with their animals, pets. What are we going to do with our animals? I told, I told one of the ladies at DSS, they were so good, okay? I said, we got to call the animal shelter. This is all these people have left. we got to keep their animals alive, you know? We had dogs in our gym for three to four hours, okay? And, and people were here, and, and we're just like, okay, what do we do next? What do we do next? They didn't have a playbook here. At this time, it was our staff, me, Kevin, and Justin, and DSS. Let's just handle it. Get sizes. we got to get people in clothes. Everybody's wearing an East Taylor's little hoodie or T-shirt, right? <laughs> Everybody. If you go to the hotel today, you'll still see people in East Taylor's little hoodies and T-shirts because they're everywhere. Then I said, just get sizes. And we went and we bought jogging pants because you make jogging pants work, right? We bought slip-on shoes. You can make slip-on shoes work. Okay, size 12, and these shoes is different than size 12 and other shoes, okay? Just get slip on shoes, buy socks, buy socks. You have to buy undergarments, do you understand that? Okay, this is where we were, all right? We, we got mattresses down here and set those up. Let's show this another picture. I'm trying not to show families, but we set up there. You check in there. You go back there, and we just try to minister to people. Show the next one. People land on cots. We had probably throughout the day close to 30 of the people came here close to it. I don't want to over-exaggerate. Then we started talking to people, right? You just start talking to people, and you find out where they say this, I don't have any family, and I don't have anything. I mean, just, 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 just think about that for a minute. I have nothing. I heard these stories. This is just so amazing. I heard this. I was holding on to a telephone pole, and a boat came by and saved me. Now, Matt, and then they have nothing. I climbed on top of our camper and poured four people, four people to safety, and a boat came by and rescued us. You know that this lady and her husband were going to leave on Wednesday? They stayed the night, lost everything, but you know what she told me yesterday? We helped save four people. Because I kept telling these folks... Friday at the hotel, I said, listen, God has a plan, God has a plan, God is good, God has a plan, and she told me yesterday, she said, you know what, God is good, and they were going to be here this morning, and I said, don't come this morning, we're going to, we have to talk about the flood, and she says, you know what, if we would have left on Wednesday, maybe those people would have died, and they've lost everything, do you understand this, they're like, good people, they're such, such wonderful people, I heard this, I climbed out the window of my RV, which was on its side, and a boat came and saved us. One lady said, I was pulled, pulled through the window of my camper, and they broke my rib, but I'm alive. And a boat came and saved me. One lady said this. One person said, I swam to the top of the road. Somebody, another lady said, I was out on my deck, and it was just raining, Jamie. That's what she said. And then 15 to 20 minutes later, my camper was moving, and I couldn't open the door. Tried to open the door, screaming, trying to open the door. And then two, something hit my door and knocked the door open. Climbed to the top of my camper and a boat came and saved me. They were wet with the only clothes they had left. We kept saying, do you have family? I had people say, I'm from Miami. I'm from Massachusetts. I'm from Tennessee. Everything I own is underwater in a campground. We called EMS three different times here. You understand the situation we were in. Three different times we had to call EMS here, okay, for people. 
We had an eight-month-old baby get off the bus that had its diaper, and that was it. I want to thank Caring Hearts for coming, Denise Carnes, and for helping with that. You know, I was being asked about this person or that person that was not at our shelter because they were in the water. As we were here at the shelter, they were getting reports that people didn't make it. Now, these, these people, people are close-knit. You're talking about devastating. So here you're trying to meet physical needs, emotional needs, and spiritual needs, and medical needs. Here in that gym over there. It was just, it was just one of those days. Somebody called me and they said, Hey, what's the gym like? It's like a mass unit. I don't know what else to tell you. It's just, it is what it is. We're just doing, we're just doing the best we can. I was with the grandfather of the little grandson that they were searching for Friday. Great man. Our church is going to adopt that family and help them. And I sat with him on a curb at the, at the hotel. And we prayed for his grandson. And he says, do you think he's still alive? I said, this is what I know for sure, that he's with Jesus, one way or the other. And I said, let me ask you a question, Robbie. I said, do you love your grandson? He said, yes. I said, I want you to understand that Jesus loves him more. And as good a care as you can take of him, Jesus can take better care, as hard as that is, for you to understand. And I said, I love you. We're going to be here for you. And I went back yesterday and spent time with, with this wonderful person and his wife and their granddaughter, who was all in this flood and their story. I hope they can share it sometime. Okay? And here we are with these people just trying to minister to these people. Then we started talking about, okay, where do you go from here? Show this next slide, if you will. Well, this is how we fed them. Cracker Barrel brought meals. Dairy Queen brought meals. Um, went to Arby's to bring meals. We were feeding the families, the people from the campground. We were feeding rescue squad people, uh, sheriff's department, police department. Anybody that wanted to come by, they could eat. Because you got to understand, all throughout our county, in certain spots, there was major tragedy here. Lives were being saved in all other places. I mean, it's just amazing what our emergency services personnel did that day. So we're feeding people. That's Miss Miller who works with DSS. She and I were the first ones here. And she said, are, are, what's going to, we were talking about, okay, what's happening? <laughs> you know, at 6.15, we're like, what's happening? It's pouring down rain. And I said, let's just go to the gym and just figure this out. And that, that's just kind of how that, how that day came about. And if you'll notice here on this slide, and I'm not going to keep you real long, Greenway came and took a group. You know why they took them? They didn't have a vehicle. If Greenway comes, you don't have a vehicle left, okay? Loaded that one up and show the next one, if that's it. Okay, we loaded them up again. And then also, we had here that night, after they left, the urban uh, search and rescue team came from Charlotte because they were still looking for people. And they stayed here Friday and night and then left. They stayed here Thursday night, Friday night, and then left Saturday, I believe is the way it was, or maybe Friday night, left Friday night. So we had 35 of them as well in our gym. And I'm going to let Kevin come now and just kind of share with you what, what um, we're going to do today. Put our arms around uh, all that's going on as we're trying to do that. We are working closely with DSS. Um, the support, Red Cross was wonderful, and it's taken care of them for a few days, but everything ends and we got to step in. So DSS will be here today. Our goal today, we've invited churches in our community. We've made calls to the association, reached out to Rocky Face. I've called several pastors this morning and texted to be here today at 2 o'clock. Our goal this afternoon is to uh, get these families adopted so every church can say, I'm taking this family. I will make sure starting today they have someone to call, someone to contact. Someone's going to make sure they have food and make sure they're getting clothes starting today. There's so many to deal with, and we're just trying to get this organized. In our community, everyone wants to help. Everyone. Everybody wants to bring clothes, but right now there's nowhere to put clothes in a hotel room. So we're trying to get this managed. We're, we're doing the best we can, and our DSS is doing a wonderful job, and they're going to be here today. We've also got two uh, chaplains from the Billy Graham Rapid Response Team that are going to be here today. They're going to offer support. Samaritan's Purse, two representatives were here yesterday at a meeting we had at emergency management. Um, they're also lending aid. Um, locally and then just helping us going forward so just pray as all this comes together as a church we're adopting a family but uh, I believe in our community we're going to take care of these families and that's what our goal is this afternoon at two o'clock with these churches and pastors thank you Kevin uh, another thing too um, you gotta understand that I've had to, I've talked to so many people from the media 
here, uh, especially Thursday. One of the things that I wanted to do was protect the people in the gym. Okay, everybody wants to interview somebody that survived, all right? And I would not allow them to talk. One of the ladies that you may meet sometime if she comes to church here said, well, he won't let us talk when we was talking to Channel 9. I probably need to apologize to WBTV. I was kind of rude to them and asked them to leave. Uh, I did, the, the video you saw was an interview with Channel 9, who's been great, and Channel 46. I interviewed with them together. I also interviewed with Channel 36. But I wouldn't interview with them unless they put a link to the giving uh, page because I told them, I said, listen, money is the most important thing right now. It is. And, and here's another thing. I want you to understand, every person that was in our gym, I gave my card to. And I looked them in the eyes, and Hickory Daily Record recorded this. If you'll show this picture, we're going to take care of you. I made a promise. Because I'm going to be honest with you, in a month, nobody's going to remember them but us. Okay? And I told them, and I gave them my card, and I said, Jamie Steele promises you we're going to take care of you. And I, and I told Hickory Daily Record, I said, our county will step up. Our churches will step up. Our business leaders will step up. They will step up. But you've got to understand the over, how overwhelming this is. I want you to notice these needs here. Okay, this is what you need to pray about. Spiritual needs. People need Jesus, right? I mean, all we did at the hotel yesterday and Friday was talk about Jesus. Couldn't really do it Thursday. You're just trying to get people dry. I mean, you're just trying to process people. I mean, you just don't understand how, how hectic Thursday was. People need Jesus. Some know Jesus and are coming back. All right? Jesus is the answer for everything these people are facing. Imagine the emotional needs these people have. Can you imagine the PTSD they're going to struggle with from now on? Just think about that. Think of, there's some stories I could tell you, and you're like, how do you survive that emotionally? How do you get over that emotionally? Okay? And that's what we're there for. Now, now, I want you to notice the third point. This is so important, housing. And, and I've tried to share this with churches. Here, here is what we're facing here. When, when Red Cross processes a person, they give them a debit card that has so much money on it, which can get you two or three nights at a hotel and some basics. That ends tonight. Sunday night, that ends. Which means you have 13 families in a hotel at $100 a night, which means tomorrow night our bill here is $1,300. You got that? The next night, it's $1,300. If it's 10 nights, it's $13,000. And I appreciate people wanting to bring clothes right now, all right? But we need money right now. If you, if you know of anybody that has rental property, any type of housing, we have to get these people out of the hotel into some type of housing, okay? And I've called everybody I know. I may have one or two, one or two rental properties available, maybe. And we have 13 to 14, 15 families. Not everybody's at this hotel, okay? So you need to understand when you pray, you need to pray about this. And our fund right now, last time I looked, is dollars. You don't want to spend all that money at the hotel. You want to help people get into, get into places to live and pay, help pay rent for four months and power for four months and say, get your life back together. Okay? That's how important housing is. This is a, it's like I was telling the lady from Spectrum News this morning. Do you understand trying to place 41 people in homes? It's so impossible right now. I don't know what we're going to do. I even, I even told the news people, if you have a, a good suggestion or a good idea, please contact me. Because we're just trying to figure it out. This is where we are. But it's come to our doorstep. And Jesus said this, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And we're going to love them. We're going to love them. What can you do? Okay? Many of you asked us if you could volunteer that Thursday. No. <laughs> no, we didn't need any more people in there. We were trying to figure it out. There was nothing we could tell you to do. We were just trying to figure it out up until that night when we left. But you can give. We're going to take up an offering when you leave. But also understand this. This will kind of be an ongoing thing. I hope something comes up. If you, when you pray, say, God, please somehow provide housing. If you can imagine somebody that's, I don't know, 67 with their wife. They have no family. They were camping at the campground the rest of their lives, and they loved it. And then the next day, it's all gone forever. Now what do you do? This is where most of these people are, okay? 
And I've been to the hotel the last two days. I'm going today after our meeting because I promised them I would come. And I'm going back, okay? I'm going back. And just try to give people hope. I tried, uh, Justin was there. We were trying to give them hope. Don't you worry about it. You let us worry about this. That's what we kept telling people. Let us worry about this. And, and I'm going to tell you as a church, we're going we're to do our part, whatever we can do, okay? And, and my goal is, is to get these people in housing. Wouldn't it be amazing if it could happen in a week or two? But I just don't know, but that's our goal. And I just want you to know, this is where we are. But this is what I told Channel 36 News. Sweet lady said this. This is at the, almost at the end of the day. She said, you got any words of wisdom for people? I said, oh, yeah. Place your faith in Jesus. I said, place your faith in Jesus. Don't take your life for granted. Hold your families tight and love them every day. Don't get so upset over the small things. And understand that you're, it could be all gone in 15 minutes. Friends, if there's ever a time that East Hills of Baptist Church to love our neighbors, it's now. There are people in a hotel. There are people in Idaho County. And you basically are their only hope. I'm just going to be honest with you. So I'm going to encourage you to give today. I'm going to encourage you maybe to give next week. I don't know. I don't know where we are. We're going to update you each week, okay? But just trust me, when I come up here and ask for something, we need it. Every bit of this money, I told Channel 9, I stake my reputation, our church's reputation, DSS's reputation, the reputation of our county on the fact that 100% of this money is going to these families, and it will. We're going to keep a good accounting of it. Uh, we're going to keep track of it with DSS, and DSS is wonderful. They've been wonderful during this time. I also want to thank uh, police, sheriff, uh, the rescue team, EMS, uh, Red Cross, all these people. I mean, our county is so blessed to have people that volunteer their time, all right, to, to help. But I want to tell you, we're going to pray now, and I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I'm going to lead you during this prayer time. If you would, pray for the spiritual needs of the people who are involved in this tragedy. Pray for their salvation if they don't know the Lord. Pray that we have an opportunity to witness. Pray that they seek God's grace and comfort during this time. Secondly, pray for their emotional needs. People are asking why. What do we do next? So many questions. So much hurt and so much heartache. Pray for a housing situation. Ask God to do a miracle because that's what it's going to be. Then I always pray this myself when I pray about anything. Lord, what can I do? Father, we love you, we thank you, we praise you, Lord. We want to thank you in advance for how you're going to meet these needs. Father, help us to love our neighbor as ourself. Lord, let our love be without hypocrisy. Lord, it's so easy to say, I'm praying for you. It's so easy to give a little bit, but Lord, help us to give till it hurts, to help those who have absolutely nothing. And Father, we'll thank you and praise you for what you do for us. And we love you, Father, today. In Jesus' name I pray. And all of God's people said, amen. If you want to make a check out, you can make it out to East Hills. Well, everything you put in the plates back there goes to the Hidden Night Family Campground. You also can give online.